0: In Latin America, we're very close to the time of year when the souls of the dearly departed revisit the earth. And we have celebrations like Dia de Muertos or Day of the Dead and All Saints and All Souls Day. But what about the not so dearly departed? In this episode of the Mysteries of Latin America podcast, we'll tell you the stories of the six most haunted places in Latin America. My name is Andrew Colón, your host, and I welcome you once again to the program. Our tour of the most haunted places in Latin America takes us to Chile, Brazil, Costa Rica, Argentina, Puerto Rico, Peru, and a special stop here in Mexico with some very eerie twists, where you'll hear stories about headless ghosts, cursed buildings, a haunted subway line, oh, and much more. Full disclosure, I had such a hard time narrowing the list down to six that I have a surprise honorable mention before we get to number one. You will want to hear that story. So before we get started, sit back, relax, make sure to take a sip of your pumpkin spice abomination, or maybe something stronger, you might need it, and make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're hearing it. Let's start off with Latin America's sixth most haunted place. For that, we're off to Chile, Chile and specifically to the Atacama Desert, in case you didn't know the Atacama Desert, driest place on earth. And it's in this most uninhabitable place that you'll find the ghost town called La Noria. La Noria goes back to the 1820s when the mines there exported saltpeter, potassium nitrate, which was used as one of the main ingredients in gunpowder back in the day. For a long time, the town flourished and thousands of people moved to live there to work in the mines. But soon, competition from neighboring mining towns and then a catastrophic fire destroyed much of the town and left it in a shambles. And then, there was the invention of synthetic saltpeter that proved to be, quite literally, the nail in the coffin, leaving La Noria as a dusty, deserted ghost town that was eventually shut down completely in the 1920s. Dangerous working conditions in the mine claimed the lives of many men and even children who worked in them. When people died, they were mostly thrown in shallow, almost mass graves, and then forgotten. After La Noria was deserted in the 1920s, strange things started happening. People visiting from nearby towns started seeing ghostly apparitions roaming at night, which leaves me to wonder what are they doing roaming around an old ghost town at night, but I digress, and that if you stood still, you could hear a persistent, barely audible whisper in the air. While there were many ghosts haunting La Noria, one of the most famous specters is the Weeping Woman. In Spanish, they call her La Llorona a figure we've encountered before here on the podcast. For a full account of La Llorona and how she came to be a fixture in Mexican folklore, just look for the story of La Llorona in the podcast directory. Local Chilean folklore says that this Llorona was a grieving mother who roams the town searching for her lost children who were killed in the mines and lost forever. Her mournful cries echo through the empty, dusty streets. Another legend speaks of the phantom miners who are said to realize their daily toil in the mines, their ghostly forms appearing as if frozen in the midst of their labors. At night, the cemetery would suddenly fill with their presences, their gibbering voices heard for miles. And during the day, the sights don't get much prettier as La Noria Cemetery has been ravaged by time, the desert sun, heat, wind, and who knows what else. If you go there, you'll find an ocean of rotting wood crosses and graves that now sit wide open, exposing the bones of La Noria's dead residents as they sit bleaching in that unforgiving sun. Not surprisingly, this reputation for hauntings has brought a type of supernatural or paranormal tourism to La Noria. As long as the Atacama Desert sands continue to whisper their secrets, La Noria's ghosts will remain a part of this Chilean mining town's mystique. Number 5 on our tour of Latin America's most haunted places takes us to Brazil to the megalopolis of Sao Paulo. Today it's known as the Edificio Praça de Bandeira, the Flag Square building, but to people back in 1974 it was known as the Joelma building. This building, which still stands today, is a 25-story building in downtown Sao Paulo. On February 1, 1974, an air conditioning unit on the 12th floor malfunctioned, overheated, and started a fire. Because super flammable materials were used to finish the interior, the whole building was engulfed in flames within 20 minutes. At the time, no emergency lights, fire alarms, fire sprinkler systems, or emergency exits were installed in the building. Of the 756 people occupying the building, at least 179 were killed and 300 injured, with some choosing to leap from the towering structure's windows in a final act of despair. One of the worst mysteries unfolded in the building's elevator, where 13 charred unidentifiable bodies were discovered. These nameless victims now rest in anonymous graves, and we say anonymous because they were 100% unidentifiable with the means available at the time, and they're buried in the quiet solitude of the Villa Alpina Cemetery. Many people who go there at night though say it's not so quiet, as they've described hearing anguished cries, disembodied voices, and mournful moans emanating from the anonymous graves. But there's more to the story. According to a local legend, the Joelma building was constructed on the same land as the home of a man named Paolo Ferreira de Camargo. A young chemistry professor, Camargo owned this home in the city center and often took his mother and sisters to the nearby hospital to treat illnesses they had. During those visits to the hospital, Paolo met and fell in love with a nurse named Isaltina Dos Amaros. Ah, but his family disapproved of the union. You see, Isaltina was not a virgin before marriage, and in Sao Paulo's social circles, a young lady's reputation was everything. The mother and sisters did everything they could to keep the two apart, eventually driving Paulo into a very dark place where he snapped, shot his family to death in his home, and buried them in the backyard. The police eventually came to investigate the women's disappearances, and Paulo took his life in front of them before confessing his crimes. It's believed that the Joelma building isn't just haunted by the spirits of those lost in the fire, but also by those of a troubled professor and his murdered family. The fourth most haunted place in Latin America takes us to Cartago, Costa Rica, and to the haunted parish ruins. Las ruinas de la parroquia are the ruins of a Catholic church originally built in 1573 as a shrine to St. James the Apostle. It was rebuilt many times after multiple earthquakes over 300 years destroyed it over and over, until finally in 1910 the church left it unfinished, and the locals decided the land was cursed and left it to crumble into a ghostly skeleton of its former self. During the day the area has an air of solitude, peacefulness, but the garden of the parish has a different energy once the sun goes down, transforming from a peaceful park to an eerie and decrepit place where spirits are said to roam. A popular local legend states that two brothers once came to Cartago from Spain during Costa Rica's colonial period. One was a popular man who went on to become the town's mayor and the other a Catholic priest. Everything was going smoothly for both of the brothers. But the brother's relationship was destroyed when the priest became romantically involved with his sister-in-law, yes, his brother's wife. Upon learning of his wife and brother's betrayal, the mayor decided to exact revenge by beheading his brother with his sword, burying his body underneath the unfinished church's grounds, and using his political influence to hide the crime he had just committed. Since then, countless sightings of a headless priest wandering through the Cartago Parish ruins of night have arisen. Many believe the ghost of this headless priest could be the reason why the church was never completed, as the legend says that the priest cursed the ground before he was murdered. Place number 3 on our list of Latin America's most haunted places are the Pasco and Alberti metro stations in Argentina. The A-Line on Buenos Aires-Argentina's metro, completed in 1913, is the oldest subway in Latin America and has had quite a dark history. At least six workers lost their lives building the line, and two of the most well-known deaths were the cases of men simply remembered as Giuseppe and Leonardo, Italian immigrants whose deaths were covered up and ruled accidental, when in fact they were a result of negligence. People who have been there late at night have heard the sound of footsteps but with no one around, and when they look out into the platform late at night, they can see the ghostly apparitions of both men, one with a shovel in his hand and the other holding a pick as they both reportedly died when a ceiling caved in on them during the metro's construction. Others who ride the train at night say they see the reflections of people's ghostly, gloomy faces flashing up right next to the windows the train goes down the line. If you take the A-Line, you'll get to the Pasco and Alberti stations, and they are quite unusual because they only have service going in one direction, even though they were originally intended for service in both, as they were partly closed for mysterious reasons. The signs with no traffic in those stations are therefore called Phantom Lines. And people say that ghostly figures appear to anyone brave or brainless enough to be in the empty side of those stations. Something in those stations even turns off the security cameras, and those same ghostly figures appear staring into the cameras when they're turned back on, scaring the chimichurri out of the security staff. A member of the maintenance staff reported seeing a tall, bald man wandering along the train's tracks, and when he ran after him, he said the man ran around a corner and disappeared into thin air. It's also said that a phantom bride roams along the tunnels of the Pasco and Alberti stations, sort of a phantom in a phantom. She floats in and out of the tunnels in her white wedding gown, as legends say she was left standing at the altar the day of her wedding and she threw herself onto the tracks. And now we travel to San Juan, Puerto Rico. Where we visit the number two most haunted site in Latin America, El Castillo de San Cristóbal. The military fortress called the Castillo de San Cristóbal was built by Spain in 1793 to defend the city from foreign invaders and was used as a military base up until after World War II. It's a massive structure that has seen much conflict and death over its 230-year history. The fort's tragic legend involves the story of a young woman named Maria Dolores who also happened to be an executioner's daughter. It seems that Maria fell in love with a man named Betancourt, a thief who was arrested for his crimes and sentenced to death in the fortress. He was put to death by Maria's father. Unaware of her lover's fate until she came across his body in the gallows, Maria was devastated and hung herself beside her lover, where her father found them both when returning to dispose of Betancourt's body. The cursed lovers are now two of the several ghosts who haunt the fortress's walls. San Cristobal was known as a place where soldiers mysteriously went missing. On several occasions, soldiers on guard would call out to each other in the night, and then get no response. The clothes weapons of the missing soldier would be left behind, but they were never seen again. It's said that the devil devoured them, and now they wander the grounds of the fortress for eternity. Both employees and visitors to the fortress swear they've seen soldiers dressed in 18th century uniforms floating through its corridors and even passing right through the solid walls of the fortress. And before we shrug off these stories, as stories concocted to drum up tourism, the TV program Ghost Hunters International recently heard about the place and went to the fortress to investigate. Surprisingly enough, the team was able to find evidence to support some of the claims made by people about El Castillo de San Cristobal. Now before we get to the number one haunted site in Latin America, we have to include an honorable mention from right here in Mexico. And for that, we need to travel back in time and place to the late 1920s and 30s and to Tijuana, Mexico. In that place and time, there was a legendary resort called the Agua Caliente Resort and Casino, a hot destination for international guests to bathe in their hot springs, gamble, take in a show, and have a mysterious rendezvous without the prying eyes of the paparazzi or the IRS back home. Superstars like Charlie Chaplin and the Marx Brothers were frequent guests, along with notorious mobsters like Al Capone. One of the resort's most famous performers was a singer and dancer whose name was Margarita Cancino, but you might know her by her American stage name, of Rita Hayworth. She was discovered at the Agua Caliente and taken back by a producer who was staying there. But one of the most infamous performers of Agua Caliente was a singer and dancer whose name was Anita, but she went by the stage name La Faraona, the Pharaoh. She wasn't only a great stage performer, she was also an expert gambler and won a lot of money at the casino when she wasn't working and managed to build a nice little fortune for herself there. One day a British gentleman, simply known as Mr. Patrick, arrived at Agua Caliente. The man, who said he was a Baron, was mesmerized by La Faraona's beauty and decided to stay there indefinitely and they struck up a whirlwind love affair. He also was an avid gambler who said La Faraona was his good luck charm and loved having her by his side when he played. They quickly married right there on the beach and even stayed living in one of the resort's many bungalows while they got ready to move to England. It almost seemed too good to be true, because it was. Before leaving for England, Anita heard that Mr. Patrick was not a baron, was married, and had no intentions of taking her back to England with him, and that he was actually part of Al Capone's mafia. When she confronted him with her doubts, the baron cruelly insulted her, beat her, and sent her away. Anita was devastated, and in an act of calculated rage, convinced Mr. Patrick to come back to the bungalow to reconcile, and poisoned both her and his wine on a windy, stormy Tijuana night. Since their deaths, the resort has been demolished, and various schools have been built on its grounds. Over the years, students and professors have claimed that on windy and stormy nights, They've seen La Faraona wandering the halls at night, dancing in her floating white dress. The legend says that she hid a treasure chest of her gambling winnings before taking her life, and that following her ghost will lead you to the hidden trove. Do you dare? So what's the number one most haunted place in Latin America? Well, in the opinion of the Mysteries of Latin America podcast staff and researchers that's grown thanks to your support, we'd need to go to Lima, Peru, to visit what is called Casa Matusita. Few haunted houses evoke fear in people like Lima's Casa Matusita, and for good reason. Dating back to Peru's colonial period, back in the late 1500s, the home's first notable residence was a woman of Persian modern-day Iranian descent named Parvaneh Dervaspa. Legend has it that Dervaspa arrived in Lima alone with no apparent connection to the Spanish colony and took an apartment on the second floor of the building. Evidently, Parvaneh had the gift of being a healer and quickly gained recognition in Lima for her miracle cures. But this fame was costly in the end making her an easy target for suspicion. Her time in the Viceroyalty of Peru also coincided with the Spanish Inquisition, who would torture and commit gruesome killings in the name of the Catholic Church. Barbane Dervaspa was accused of practicing witchcraft and was sentenced to death. As she burned on the stake, Dervaspa cursed the land where she was killed and anyone who dared to be there. But the story, of course, doesn't end there. The residence was later torn down to make way for the large home of a wealthy Peruvian socialite. The home's owner, however, was cruel and abusive to his staff, and one day they looked to get revenge at one of his big dinner parties. The staff decided to prank the guest drinks with hallucinogens to create chaos. Nothing like spicing up a good party with some ayahuasca, right? Well, their prank went horribly wrong as the guests lost their minds, started killing each other, leaving dead bodies and body parts scattered all over the place. After the house was abandoned, it was said that you could hear the screams of terror at night from the ghosts of those killed, reenacting their crimes. But wait, there's more, my friends. Remember, this is number one. A century later, the story goes that a Japanese family called the Matusitas moved into that same house where they set up a business on the first floor. One day after work, Mr. Matusita came home, went upstairs, and found his wife with another man. In a fit of rage, he stabbed his wife, her lover, and his own children to death before taking his own life. Other stories surrounding the home include a priest who mysteriously died while performing an exorcism there, and an Argentinian TV personality who only lasted four hours in the house before becoming so traumatized that he needed years of therapy after his experience in La Casa Matusita. I think we have a winner, friends. Do you know of a haunted place or area in Latin America that we should know about here at the podcast? Let us know in the comments and make sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a story about some of the surreal myths, legends, and mysteries of Latin America. Friends, I wish you all a wonderful Dia de Muertos or Day of the Dead celebration, Halloween, All Saints Day and All Souls Day, and to celebrate responsibly and safely. I'm Andrew Colon. Adios.